What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's your host, Chad Hostack, coming in with a good word. Tonight's minute reflection is about we're never doing as good as we think we are. We're never doing as bad as we think we are. Having that grounded sense of humility and also sense of realness about reality. The truth. Like I say on this podcast a lot, we build mental models and there will always be inaccuracies to a point. Now, it's a good rule to have, and this was taught to me by my father, a wise man. Um, he's one of the smartest people I know. And he taught me at a young age, he goes, you're never doing as good as you think you are, and you're never doing as bad as you think you are. And there's a lot of truth to that. Um, because no matter how much we try to make our mental models accurate... We will only get glimpses, and this is the exception to the rule about the never always thing. Like, we we will, in brief periods of moments, have a moment of clarity about how well we're actually doing and how bad we're actually doing. But I don't believe it's maintained too long, depending on a lot of factors. And the thing is, when we're trying to do good and avoiding doing bad for a lot of things. The only thing bad I'm trying to do is I'm going for undateable right now. I don't really want to date anybody. <laughs> Being facetious, kind of half joking, half not. Um, but there are things we do want to be bad at, right? Like we don't want to be good at committing crimes, right? Like in a general sense. Maybe a poor example, but I think you get what I mean. Um, but let's talk about the times we're aiming to try to be good, like a good performer, adequate and effective, and as accurate as we can be, as precise as we can be. Well, there's a lot of different things we try to achieve and a lot of different me metrics for how we measure um, our success and our achievements. And like I always say, we often define ourselves by success or outcomes. However, I think, you know... It's safe to have our ego attached to how well we perform. You know, it, it feels good to be a good performer. And it feels good to be a bad performer trying to become a good performer, at least for me anyway. Everyone's going to have their own way of defining themselves. Some people define themselves by how well they hide. Um, there's a lot of different ways people define themselves, for better or for worse. For some people, different things work. And for some people, different things don't work. Right? Having some water. And the thing is like, you know, as long as we have food, shelter, and income, and a network of people we care about who care about us, we've already won. Like, those are four very necessary things for living in America. I think it's always good to maintain them and also increase those things maybe maybe not the network it's good to have a tight-knit group of people that's easy to maintain that are high quality for some for some things less is more like the network when it comes to income though it's always good to shoot to make more money because that leads to more freedom and we can give more to charity and be a better person and have a healthy positive impact on the world potentially depending what your views are about charities and what charities are doing what and how and such. You know, that's a big philosophical discussion in itself. 
And there's times that we think we're doing really good. And that's confidence on a house of cards. <laughs> um, because then we find out we're not doing as good as we think. And then we get in touch with the other side of the coin, right? Where it's like, actually, wow, I'm not as good as this as I thought. And you'll, you'll experience that, especially when you are like me and you keep associating with people who are smarter than you and talk in ways you don't understand and it's really wordy. Um, and you'll be like, wow, I'm not as smart as I thought. And it's a really interesting realization to come to and necessary. And then also talking about the bad part of it. We're never doing as bad as we think we are. We might think we totally suck at something, but then we totally surprise ourselves at how much we're actually good at certain things. <laughs> and that's the key in the phrasing. It's about what we're doing. We're never as bad as we think we are. We're never as bad as we're never as bad as we think we are because we think a lot of different things about ourselves and a lot of people unnecessarily criticize themselves and persecute themselves. And, and my goal with this podcast is to give you the tools to not do that. And a lot of people also overhype themselves and promote themselves too much. And I'm hoping I give you the tools not to do that. Not to say flexing is bad all the time. It can be good for you once in a while. And it can give you opportunities with certain kinds of people um, by discouraging it from being the primary mode of operation. And that's just my take because I like having a sense of zen. I don't want to have too much pride. I don't want to take myself too seriously or anybody too seriously. There's more knowledge in this world than I can come to know. And that's why I try to be careful with how I think and what I speak and what I do. And I correct myself as needed. And, um, and so... You know, it's about having a balanced perspective. And it's not always easy to maintain a balanced perspective. And balance is a key thing. And I mentioned in some episode, I think, some time ago in different episodes. Maybe multiple episodes. Maybe just one. I forget. But I talked about work-life balance, I think. Well, I was thinking about it. And work-life balance that they also have the work-life fun balance and there's this really interesting perspective in one of the grant cardone books it might have been the 10x rule or seller be sold or maybe both maybe he talks about it in other places in other books too but it was one or one or so where he was talking about like, you know, don't aim for balance, aim for just having a life. And I even thought about that when I was talking about it, but for simplicity's sake, I went with the work-life balance thing as a, as a illustration, a lazy illustration for that matter, to try to articulate, you know, why balance is important. And I believe work-life balance and all that can, can be a good framework, a useful one to use. However, I do appreciate Grant Cardone's perspective about, like, just living life. So, in a way, like, aim for integration instead of balance. But the thing is, like, we don't want to get too technical and things like that. You know, I, I think any of these different perspectives could be valuable when it comes to balance. But the thing is, like, balance is hard to maintain sometimes. And we're not always going to be able to maintain it. 
is about how we bounce back to it and through resilience. Um, so don't ever, my point is like, don't ever expect to always do something or never do something with very few exceptions. And balance is commonly one of them about what we'll never be able to always do. Right? Um, and so when it comes to what we should do, we should just recognize that the truth is we have inaccurate mental model. We, we have inaccuracies in our mental models of things and we also have accuracies. And there's always two sides to the coin, right? With very few exceptions, I imagine. I imagine somebody can make a pretty good meme about a, a coin without another side somehow. Um, however that would work. But I imagine that phenomenon could happen. Well, my point is, is that um, we need to always be repairing the inaccuracies and making them as accurate as we can be through precision. Especially when it comes to our self-image, because that's determined by us. I think it's important to um, be true to our nature and to not be an arrogant self-promoted not to be an arrogant self-promoter and not to be somebody who's too humble either. You know, but to be able to be adaptable to different people in different situations while being true to ourselves. And also making sure that we don't beat ourselves up when we don't perform well when we're pursuing achievement. And as much as we can, you know, just be at peace with our with our choices and that's how my my dad's uh, principle he taught me his general rule ties into my philosophy and also how it shaped my philosophy too and what it got me thinking about tonight and I also mentioned on this podcast like everything is a cope with reality to some degree I think my biggest cope with reality is I love stories because it makes me feel involved and like I matter, like I'm a part of the story. It provides me that kind of experience. You know, our motivations have a lot to do with our coping of reality. With establishing and storing or restoring a positive sense of self. For better or for worse, positive or negative, whatever it takes. That's how we operate, really. Though I would always encourage us to be ethical, pragmatic, and moral. Even if we are coping with reality to whatever degree, for whatever motivation. <clears throat> and I just want everyone to create the best results possible for themselves. And I, I only have my way of seeing things until I can be corrected or learn something new, right? Not that they're mutually exclusive, just that's how it came out. Until I can learn something new and correct myself. Or it's not even always a matter of correction, just finding a better way to do things. Or just a different way to do things. An alternative way. And that's the thing, it's like, even though it's important that we achieve more income and other goals, 
become more fit and attractive to get more opportunities and more options for our dating or whatever. You know, we shouldn't forget that. If we have our basic needs and wants met, we've already won. And it's just about winning more. At least that's my attitude and disposition on it. That's my mindset with it. That's why I think about that. There's a lot of different avenues we can take things. But we, we should never forget where we came from. You know, we, we should always remember where we came from and accept it and make peace with it. And always strive to meet our basic needs and wants and then also achieve more. And it's going to be a little bit different for everybody, especially in different countries. But America, the basic wants and needs should be food, shelter, income, network that cares about you and you care about them genuinely. Those four things, that's why I call the basic wants and needs. That's my version of Maslow's hierarchy of human needs, which is a great framework for what it is. Um, the only inaccurate thing that I disagree with, I think at the top it should be a pet monkey. That'd be cool. That'd be my highest need psychologically to me. Or wh wh whatever. You know, I forget how it works. I forget the tier system. But, th but that, that'd be my highest need to me. My highest human need is to have a pet monkey. And of course, I'm being facetious. However, it would still actually be cool to have a pet monkey. That'd be pretty cool, as it would be dangerous. Do with that information what you will. <clears throat> and, you know, that's also part of, like, why negative feedback from my environment doesn't really get to me often. It just rolls off my back, like water off a duck's back. Because I know I've already won. I'm just achieving more. Where I can and when I can. I understand how, how I work to a great capacity. And I encourage you to look within yourself and figure out what are your motivations and biggest copes with reality. How can you be a better performer to get your basic needs and wants met and get more? And what are the circumstances you need to engineer to do that? What beliefs do you need to adopt and replace to fix the inaccuracies in your mental models of yourself and anything else? How, and what are you doing to make the world a better place with your example? What kind of example do you set? How much fun do you have? Do you like to party? Do you like to dance? Why don't you make time for it? <laughs> yeah, I suppose easier said than done depending on who you are. But I think it's important to have fun. And touching on what I was saying earlier, you know, there there are things that we want to achieve, whether they're few or a lot. And there's and it's funny and crazy how there's multi layers to it and a lot of different things to consider. And also that we there's different ways to measure different metrics. Self-knowledge is powerful. Everything basically starts with self-knowledge. What do we know about ourselves? And it's a never-ending journey to know ourselves. 
But I know myself, and that's part of how I create peace for myself. It starts with the self-knowledge, and then it leads to an idea, and then it leads to a decision, and then execution, and then trial and error, etc. At its basic fundamental level, to the best of my articulation, off the cuff in the middle of the night. What kind of decisions are you making? Are they making present you happy and successful? Are they making future you happy and successful? A lot of people say like, oh, I could die today. Life is so short. I never know where I'm going to go. So I should live like there's no tomorrow. Well, I think you should live like there's a tomorrow. Don't you want a good retirement? Don't you want to have a happy life when you're 80? You can you can have your cake and it too. You can do both. You can have worthwhile, fun experiences while preparing for the future. I wish people would stop pretending that that's not possible. You know, with few exceptions, like once-in-a-lifetime opportunities that are very much life-changing. And use your own judgment when it comes to those things. But my point is, like, for the most part, you can have a really worthwhile life with very few, if no regrets at all, and still prepare your future self to be happy and successful. And when we're measuring our performance, we really just need to look at the process of how we get results. I mean, obviously, we need to consider what results we truly want and then also consider what results did we get through the trial and error process and what do we need to do to improve the process to improve the results. I think it's really that simple when it comes to measuring our performance. And that's also part of why I don't beat myself up even when I do perform badly at things. Whether I misspeak on this podcast or accidentally say a rude comment and hurt somebody's feelings in real life that I care about. Or even not care about. I'll feel bad about it. You know, it's like even when I perform badly, um, I don't beat myself up. Not not usually. There are, There's very few times I actually do. And it's just because I'm human I have that malfunction as we all do. Um, I'm trying to be realistic on this podcast and, and, and it's really my phrasing. Like I, I, and that's also why I speak slowly to articulate things so I can get to my point. And I, I try to, I, I try to be as accurate as I can be. And so, you know, I just don't beat myself up all the time. You know, there's very few times I do beat myself up when I perform badly. Because I'm so focused on my mission and getting the right results and I have a good attitude about failure and falling on my face in this regard. At least most of the time. And so I do define myself by how well I perform because that says a lot about me, the results I get and how I get them. And I want to reflect that even if you don't get the right results, you can still be a good, worthwhile person. You know? And I talk about world problems on this podcast. And I talk about my perspectives and insights and I hypothesize around them. My podcast is really just a bunch of hypothesizing when you really think about it. I'm okay with that. 
and I, I talk about serious things, things that I do have stock in, that I do care about. I do care about the success of society, but I do think society is wrong in a lot of ways, and that's why I don't care about a lot of things in society. But I still have some investment in it. I do care about it a little bit. But the thing is, I don't take it too seriously. I just hypothesize about it and my thoughts about my experiences with it and what I think about what's going on. <coughs> so you can be invested in politics, but it's about not taking it too seriously where it doesn't anger you or things like that. You know, I can talk about a lot of different things in a calm way or excited way. It's okay to be excited about things. Um, but, you know, like, I don't let politics ruin my experiences. And with the exception that sometimes talking about things from my past, it, it can get me a little hot under the collar, admittedly. It, it can provide me a negative emotional experience. But the thing is, like, I don't let it make me do things I shouldn't or think things I shouldn't. You know? And and the most fun I have, like, podcasting is my therapy. It's fun doing it daily. I might take a break eventually, but I'm not sure when, sooner or later. I haven't really thought too much about it. But, you know, I, I just love speaking my mind. I'm just speaking my mind on here. I, I do as carefully as I can, but also try not to hold too much back. You know, for authenticity's sake, you know, talking about truth sake or at least trying to find the truth you know truth seeking is what i'm really trying to communicate you know just having fun thinking and pondering and reflecting and teaching and learning i, I learn a lot I, I i learn a lot by by talking my thoughts out because it organizes my thoughts and then i come to new conclusions and insights mid podcast and also even before that like if i script an episode i write talking points um, I learn to think more critically about what I'm talking about because I'm writing about it. You know, I write a talking point with a bullet point and then I do three dashes and I write three different points under it. And I do that three times, sometimes more. Most of my talking points tend to be three talking points. There was only a few where it was only two talking points with three things underneath, but every talking point will have at least three things underneath. I can't think of an episode where there was less than three points. Maybe there's a one or two in the Personal Power series. Before that, maybe a few in different series. However, sometimes uh, the points are good enough where I don't have to write a third one, you know, to be telling you the truth. Or, or even a third talking point with three points underneath. Yeah. Sometimes the points are just precise enough and good enough for me to riff on for a while. And not all episodes need to be long or too long. I'm content with who I am and what I'm doing. I'm having fun. And, you know, I'm not as good at sales as I once thought. I'm not as good at marketing as I, as I once thought. But I'm also not doing as bad as I thought because I'm getting donations now from different people. And it's fun and exciting. I'm getting more plays and more views. And I just want to share my philosophy with you and hypothesize about the truth and, you know, different things. It's a lot of fun. 
And no matter how good of results I get or poor of results I get, I always try to humble myself and remember I'm never doing as bad as I think I am. I'm never doing as good as I think I am. And I can rest easy with that. I just got to think of the results I want, examine the results I get through trial and error, and repair the process and adjust it and make it better. Through, trial, through more trial and error to get a better result. I'm going to continue doing my best to remind myself that. And also my best to provide you value. If I provide you any sort of value, please do consider making a donation. Donations are always appreciated. Thank you for your time.